Welcome back to the Teradek booth where we're doing a live streaming show on the floor of NAB 2014. I'm Deborah Kaufman, the Associate Editor of Broadcast Beat, and I have the last guest of our show today, very interesting person, Allison Dollar. Allison hello. is the, hello, is the CEO of ITV Alliance, mm -hmm. and uh, which stands for Interactive Television Alliance. And you know, I think it's interesting people come to the show, we know that the B stands for broadcaster. We know that there's um, you know, a lot of broadcasters come to the show and people from other aspects of the content delivery world. What we don't necessarily always take into consideration is that even broadcasters, the, really the most traditional kind of um, media activity on the show floor are always looking for not only new technologies but new ways of delivering content. So Allison, you're kind of in the thick of that, aren't you? Well, have been for some time. I think uh, we tend to define television as something a bit broader than necessarily just over the air broadcast. I think NAB has done a good job of redefining itself as well that way, opening the scope there. We really are looking at what happens when you have an active back channel. So to that end, uh, we're talking about new business models, and not just the new end of distribution on the digital side, but the new business models that are take advantage of using an active back channel. So tell us, what is that back, what, is that, what do you mean by back channel? Well, anything to do with interactivity. So clearly, uh, if you look at the cluster of things that we call um, advanced advertising, for instance. We had a breakfast yesterday with Nielsen, and Ad ID with his initiatives of the forays and ANA, and the Coalition for Innovative Media Measurement, and MAGID, which as you know, is a very uh, vaunted research firm. Right. And so we're looking at what advanced advertising means in this new landscape, and it's of course of vital importance to broadcasters, and particularly this year I see a lot of buzz at what's going to happen on the local level. What's going to happen with the O&Os, and what's going to happen at the local level of broadcasters. So any place where there's metadata, targeting, engagement, all of those kinds of services and activities, there's a lot of activity. You know, and it's interesting because I'm sure now with people uh, recording and playing back uh, programs and fast forwarding through ads, that you know, actually delivering ads is of you know, great importance to broadcasters. Well, and also not just uh, contextual, as which has kind of been the watchword for a while, but also uh, in a timely way and being able to do that so that there's transactions ultimately because it's not just about the brand awareness for the advertisers, it's about selling the goods. They want to sell product. And so we're really reconfiguring what the broadcasting industry means in the light of the larger and expanding definition of television itself. So is that all branded digital video across all platforms? Yeah, it is. And is it sometimes originated even by the viewers themselves? Yes, it is. So those business questions are of vital importance and there's a variety of, of tools to uh, further that engagement. Many of them we see in Sprocket and, uh, and Startup Loft here at NAB, but also just some of the uh, more legacy places like the Nielsen, where they are creating new products and services and also uh, cooperating with people that they hadn't before. That's really interesting. I mean, I think um, it kind of boggles the, the mind a little bit. It sounds almost a little science fiction. Yeah. Um, what is this actually going to look like? What can we, as consumers, expect? How are we going to get engaged with our well, television? Well, I mean, the furthest out, if you want to really talk about sci-fi, for instance, um, might be gestural navigation, where you are able to call up and move, a la the movie Minority Report. There are several software out there that do that. 
there's uh, one where in which you can do live moderated chat, picture in picture, which is will be a very of great interest to broadcasters and those producers that are, do that kind of audience engagement shows, game shows and other things like that. And as well as uh, other places where you can incorporate contests and other things that have either product endorsement in a way that it's not so intrusive or annoying because it's part of the whole experience. Well, I know that you know product placement is obviously gained in importance. Um, you know, seeing cans of Coke in the show. What about actually being able to click on somebody's dress or somebody's suit? Oh yeah, well, Fuse is here at the show and they uh, enable that. And actually, that some of that comes out of traditional broadcast compression technologies, right? The codex there, that's yeah. really at the heart of that kind of technology. So we see that kind of melding and blending. It's a, a very fascinating time to see what these guys are putting up. So are all the broadcasters taking this very seriously and engaged in it? Well, I would say most of them are. Um, Tribune and Hearst and, and those folks, Gannett, have been very progressive in terms of uh, their strategy. And then tactically, the people are at different places on the spectrum of what they're actually executing or not. Right. But many of them are looking to some of these more nimble startups and figuring out how to integrate them rather than building it themselves, which is a little bit different than that first go round of the, when the internet came in, when everyone said, well, not in my backyard, or we'll just build it ourselves. I think there's been a sea change there, a realization is that's a different way to look at the business it's a waste of money. We're going to look for these younger companies and leverage what they've built. That's interesting, and I, I think also when you speak of younger companies, I think of younger demographics who may not necessarily uh, approach the TV as their platform of, of choice. Yes, well indeed, I mean, I, I think the notion of what we used to call cross-platform, or if you want to call it transmedia, is it uh, just-in-time messages to those people that are in a more traditional uh, venue, or is it something where the content up on the front end of the design of the content has that kind of community, social activity involved at the get-go? And that does tend to skew a little bit along demographic lines, traditional demographic, but it's really more behavioral now. So look, really looking at uh, psychographic rather than age and, and sex and all of the Oh, that's you know, interesting. What does it explain? What does that mean? Well, it's a, there are people who, regardless of their age or education or income, tend to be more interested in being immersed in their media, and there's others who, overall, would like to lean back. And yes, millennials tend to be more engaged all the time and multitask all the time, but it's not as much of a divide as one might think. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Very, very interesting. And particularly, everyone forgets, and this is where the local, again, from the broadcasting side really comes into play, the discretionary income really is, excuse, older and female. And yeah. in fact, some of those purchases by older females might be for a millennial because they're not the ones necessarily with the pocketbook. Right. So uh, there's all those kinds of uh, studies, there are very many of them out there, so I can't even begin to name, but we discussed this in our breakfast yesterday. Deloitte just came out with an interesting study along the lines with the, what they call the digital omnivores. There's um, SIM that I mentioned. They have. There's many longitudinal studies about this that are, are worth checking out. You know, it's really, it is really interesting because it, it seems that the Broadcasters have made many attempts to play in this space and not all of them have been successful. Well, and have their heart always been in it fully, too. 
you know, this is the, the case where it does get a little political in terms of lip service versus the uh, reacting to the actual realities of, of where the marketplace is. And I do think the last few years, then the, uh, they walk in the talk a little bit more aggressively, which is fantastic to see. It's, it's I think, an evidence at the show this year. That's interesting. Well, obviously an organization such as ITV Alliances helps people with connections and information. Well, you know, we're about to have our 12th anniversary. So this That's isn't amazing. any new stuff. We started in 2002. And at that time, it was really set-top box looking and, of course, a little PC. And now the whole notion, in fact, at that time, uh, we absorbed the Intel's two screen promoters group, but the second screen was the PC. It was not considered what we say now, the second screen being a mobile device. So all of that has migrated in a, a pretty short order to or an, and expanded uh, to include all these other kinds of things. Devices. on the market. Now who do do, um, do networks and other players in the industry um, engage people to help guide them through this? Or are they just working internally? Well they do, it, it is one of those sociological phenomenons where you have the early proselytizers who tend to job skip and hop <laughs> because they're in demand for this reason and they set up divisions and it also is similar to the agency world where do you or even uh, post or you build it in house or do you outsource you build it in house and it goes through these cycles it does it does so there's a bit of that as well yeah. so if I, you know if I'm watching this show and I'm interested in uh, keeping abreast of this I may not have those applications myself or perhaps I do how what's the best way for me to stay uh, informed and engaged yeah well you um, you certainly can get in touch with us at itvalliance.org right. uh, and go to conferences like this because it's, of course, all integrated into the fabric of these uh, conference programming from now on. You won't ever, I don't think, see a media conference where you're not talking about this stuff. So in other words, you don't have to be um, a, a TV station to belong to ITV Alliance? Uh, oh, no, not at all. Okay. We've got advertisers, we've got the networks, we've got all kinds of technology people and distribution. Yeah. Well, it's so interesting. I'm, I'm so glad that you're doing these kinds of events and breakfasts, and I think as the time goes on, the little uh, you know, sprocket part of the show is going to just start expanding into the show floor in general, don't you well, believe? Well, I think it already has, and to some degree, and uh, certainly the legacy brands are, are all, we've always had the fortune brands. You know, we, It's not as though we started with the startup people. They came in uh, later. Uh, but what is very interesting I, for me is that the language has changed. When we started, it was all about deployment, saying, yes, it's a real market, there's really money there, and now that's so dramatically, like nobody questions that at all. More Now it's more on the operations and execution side, and so now from accelerating deployment, our mission has shifted to monetization and profitability. So, as a focus of our organization. Well, everybody is certainly interested in monetization, aren't they? Well, I would hope so. All right, well, we hope to check in with you again next year. Sounds great. All right, thank you Great's all for watching. It's been a wonderful three days of reporting in the Teradek booth, the live streaming show, NAB 2014. Again, I'm Deborah Kaufman, Associate Editor of Broadcast Beat, and enjoy the rest of the show, thanks.